this special way in which we have gathered as your ecclesia, Jesus. You said you'd build your church. That didn't stop. And it's not intimidated, nor are you intimidated, by what's going on in our world. Give us ears to hear. And help me say the things that you, Holy Spirit, want the listeners here in the sanctuary and those watching by live stream to hear. I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is going to be the fourth message in our series on the subject of worry. It will probably be the last of that series as well. I've entitled it Faith, Foolishness, and Hope in Troubled Times. I don't need to tell you that there's a national crisis going on. And the big picture as far as I'm concerned for us as believers and Christ followers is this. It requires a humble response and a fearlessness. A.W. Tozer said, A scared world needs a fearless church. And I submit to you that God has always intervened in the affairs of nations when the people of that nation pray earnestly. And so we're going to uptick in our prayers during this time. Uh, this is not a normal outline for me this morning. I thought about what I wanted to say and the kind of time I wanted to spend. Originally we were going to serve communion. We decided not to do that in keeping again with some of the policies and things that uh, we're being asked to observe both by governmental authorities and by other brothers in ministry. But a thought did occur to me that I think during this time if we're not careful as Christ followers can be every bit as much poisonous as the virus itself. And here's what that is. There is no place for boasting. Neither in that you refrained from social contact and so it kept you safe. I'm observing to the letter everything they're telling us. And I'm, you know, we're staying home. We're not shaking hands. I'm not going back to work. The kids aren't going to, you know, whatever it is. And we're not dismissive of those instructions. This is about attitude. This is about where you invest your heart, your mind, your spirit. If you're coming away from that saying, well, my abstinence and my observance of those things kept me safe. It's a boast. On the other hand, and just as detrimental, and I think even uglier, is the individual who says, I didn't get sick because I stood in faith. Bless God, I, I kept all my social activities up, and I shook hands, and look at me now, a month later, two months later, I didn't get sick. 
because I stood in faith. Boasting about either of those is wrong. It's not pleasing to God. And I'm around individuals who go in both directions. I'm around individuals who have a very solid and sound approach and attitude with both of those streams. They do a little bit of both. They're very holistic and healthy. And then I'm around some individuals who go to the extreme on either one of those paths. To me, to my ears, the ugliest is to hear somebody say, well, because of my faith, I didn't get sick. Now, the truth is, you need to apply your faith in this time, and you need to have faith in the, the God who heals. One of his names is, I am the Lord who healeth thee, Jehovah Rapha. But dear ones, that boast isn't in your faith, that boast is in his faith. And here's what I mean. Jeff's going to share it with us. Galatians chapter 2.20 from the New English translation says this I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me so the life that I now live in the body I live because of the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me it's not my faith it's his faith we talked about this last week when it came to the incarnation of Christ and how that our new birth is not of ourselves he gave it to us and we are born again because he died was buried and rose again and it's in that resurrection that sin is dealt with and it's in that resurrection that I'm given the new birth and I, I love what T.F. Torrance says when he was asked do you believe in the new birth do you believe you were born again or have been born again and he said yes I was born again 2,000 years ago when Jesus died was buried and rose again you were in Christ when Christ died you were in Christ when Christ rose from the dead and so the writer here Paul he says I live I make it through my day I go to work I have victory over coronavirus. I'm going to have enough food to eat because of the faithfulness of the Son of God. Jesus is full of faith and it's His faith that prayed for me, that repented for me, that loved me, that embraced me, as Paul said in Ephesians, while I was yet in my sin, Christ died for me. So I don't know about you, but for me, there is no place for boasting this morning about anything. It is His faith by which I live. Now, here's the way the Passion Translation says it. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me so much that He gave Himself for me and dispenses His life into mine. Ooh, ooh, ooh. My life is empowered, not by my great faith, not by my great knowledge of the Bible, and that's good, not by my great prayers, and that's wonderful. We need to pray. 
My life is empowered by God's faith. Jesus' faith. Jesus, even when I am faithless, Jesus has faith for me. When I don't know what to do, he knows what to do and he has faith in the situation. This week, while working on one of the little gotchas back here with the equipment, I was, I, I, I was at the end of myself. I had tried everything I know to get over this particular technical hump. I took my glasses off, I put my head in my hands, and I just prayed. I said, Lord, I do not know what to do, and I've tried everything. So, Lord, you know that live streaming will not be ready for St. John's Church on Sunday if we don't resolve this. But I don't know what to do, and so I'm just giving it to you right now, and I'm not going to worry about it. Now, over the next couple of minutes, while I was on the computer and going back through some of the very same things I had been through before, up came some screens that allowed me to make the adjustments, exact adjustments that I needed to correct the issue. And it completely resolved it and went away. I was so excited. First, I lifted my hands to Jesus and I thanked him for answering my prayer, for hearing me and caring about things like technology and live streaming. Because really, it wasn't, we're not doing a fraction right now in our live stream of this service that we did as a team for St. John's. There's lots of things we're not doing because we don't have the hands back there and we did it for St. John's. But we couldn't have done any of it if this thing hadn't gotten resolved. And then you know what I did? I got on my phone and I called the technical guru, the owner of the company that installed all this fancy sound equipment and audio equipment. I called him. And I said, oh, guess what? You know that problem we had on Wednesday night? Because he was here Wednesday trying to solve it. I said, God just solved it. <laughs> God just solved it. And he said, hallelujah. <laughs> so, praise God. You know, James, the writer James in the New Testament, says this regarding difficult times. Count it all joy when you fall into various temptations, tests, trials, Nowhere in James's book, nowhere in the Bible does it say, react to the mania yeah. that goes on in your world. Go clear the grocery shelves of every bottle of antibacterial cleanser that you can find. Go buy loaves of bread you won't need for months. Go stock up. I'm telling you, folks, this is mania. It's crazy. They've been emptying the shelves, hoarding supplies. Brawls have broken out in the Costco parking lot. Brawls. And, and there's a huge capitalizing and manipulating of people by fear, not fact, not by the truth. And it's because people don't, do the due diligence to go find out what's wrong, to find out the statistical facts on this virus, how many it's 
affected? How many have actually died from it? And who, by the way, they, they tell you how many die in a week. They don't tell you who died. They don't tell you that the overwhelming majority were over 80. They don't tell you that the overwhelming majority had at least two to three other issues medically, physically, going on in their body that affected their respiratory system that had already weakened it. They don't tell you that. They just throw these things out there. I hear it time and time again, almost daily now. Well, infections doubled today in such and such a city. That tells me nothing. If there was one infection there, then that means now there are two. But your mind says, oh my God, that's hundreds. There's things like that that's just mania. It's crazy. Even the email advertisements I'm getting, I mean in everything. From my auto insurance, <laughs> I had my automobile dealer email me this week offering for my, to bring my car in so they could virally fog it on the inside to kill all the viruses and deal with the surface. Uh, it's, I mean, it's okay, and you might need to do that because of your buttocks sitting on those seats. For other reasons, having nothing to do with corona. And if that's where your faith is, if that's where your joy is, if that, if that gives you peace, well, then go get your car fogged. But I'm just telling you, this thing is mass hysteria in some areas of our society. And it leads to, if you're not careful, here's, here's my point. It has nothing to do with being careful, being responsible, being good citizens, taking this thing seriously. I think this is deadly serious. I think this viral infection and the way it's spreading across our world is very serious. And we as a community of people, humans and certainly Christ followers, need to respond to it purposely, intentionally, carefully, and with wisdom. But I refuse to tie into the fear and the mania that has me going. Pastor Wes, you told me about somebody who this week went out and bought how many gallons of milk? 16. Six, 16. 16 gallons of milk. And, and then somebody else bought some number in the hundreds and was reselling it and Amazon stopped them? What was that? Anti, they bought like a hundred of antibacterial, you know, yeah. cleanser, sanitizer. 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer that they then went out and were trying to resell at a... This thing is mania, plus it's being manipulated. It's manipulated by our news. It's manipulated by individuals like that who don't have a right heart. And, but here's, here's what I'm mostly concerned about, all right? I'm mostly concerned about how the fear can manipulate my mind and stop me from worshiping God freely, loving Him freely, and even, as important, getting out and loving and helping people during this crisis. 
I love what I read the other day. I told Pastor Wes about this. In next door, some of you are part of that. It's the little news thing that, that uh, you get by email for your community where they pass around emails and one ads and I'm available and I need and so forth. So somebody sent out a little next door ad saying, hey, I've got some time on my hand. I would be available to help. If you need help getting groceries, shoveling your walk, walking the dogs, give me a call. I'd like to help you during this crisis. Now there is somebody that's responding properly, I think in faith, trusting. I don't know where, what their relationship with God is like, but I know for somebody to put that kind of ad out and say that, they have a good heart at least. <laughs> and I bet they're a believer who's got their trust properly placed, not in fear of what's going to happen, of what's being announced by the media, but in faith of what God's Word says. Now it's very interesting and I'm going to close here. Foolishness. Faith, foolishness, and presumption. Singapore, of all the nations, has the lowest number of infections nationwide and has only had one death. They're com completely out and ahead of most. One of the reasons is they started very early in society, once they knew this was happening, of shutting travel down. And also by observing many of the things, cleanliness habits and respiratory hygiene and things like that, that uh, others were just not even doing at the time. I hooked into an article in a Christian magazine just put out yesterday by one of the pastors in the city. His name is Andrew Tan of the City Church. Listen, and I quote, do, do we need some water? Do, you got what you need? Okay, could we get her a water please? It is especially tough as fear often has a way to masquerade itself as wisdom. Listen now. I want to read this again. Don't, don't get distracted. I, I distracted you there. But it is especially tough as fear often has a way to masquerade itself as wisdom. How many precautionary measures are actually sound judgment and how many are too much such that they teeter over into irrational fear and anxiety? It is a tough road to navigate as we had to both, and he's speaking of the churches there in Singapore and the nation, as we had to both convey safety to our members by way of implementing recommended health measures, and yet, listen carefully, and yet, not succumb to the cultural climate of fear, anxiety, and self-preservation. Tan said, quote, we do so in all of our notices by ensuring that we are not just communicating measures, but we are casting a vision for how the, 
how the people of God should behave and act in this crisis. Come on, Jesus. So, Jeff, if we could, Psalm 91. Would you stand with me, everyone? Today is the national day of, not the annual national day of prayer, that's in May normally. But the president took the step of declaring today, Sunday, a national day of prayer. And here's some scriptures that you can use to carry into your time of prayer, both for yourself, your family, and our nation. And in our world. So, uh, Jeff, could we, could we take just a second before we start and redirect the camera, please, over to the screen? So that those watching by live stream will be able to see the scripture. Thank you. There are workmen with us in abundance, all manner of cunning men and women. For the audio <laughs> Could we read aloud? Verse 1. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Stop. Those folks back there, back then, knew what deadly pestilence was. I mean, they would have national diseases that would wipe out whole groups and, uh, of citizenry back then. They didn't have the medical provision that we have. Next, please. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Go back to that previous verse, Jeff. Look at this. You will not fear. You will not fear fear you will not do it don't do it sounds like the rest of this series we've been teaching from Philippians chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 6 don't worry be anxious for nothing here the psalmist says you will not fear this is our attitude next verse again Jeff watch this you're not going to fear the pestilence that stalks in darkness nor the plague that destroys. Don't you fear it. Be wise. Use good practice. Participate in the community and the nation in reducing its spread, but do not fear it. All right, next verse, Jeff. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, 
but it will not come near you. Now that's where my faith is. But, but uh, 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 I want to call you Andrew. Why do I want to do that? Brad, I'm, I'm still out of a, a spirit of cooperation. I'm still going to elbow bump you. I'm still going to do that as an example and because I believe in participating in, in the world community. Right? A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you, verse 8. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Keep in mind, David's mindset at that time was that these kind of things were punishment of the wicked. Christ had not come, died, been buried, risen again. Incarnation of, uh, into humanity had not happened. Salvation of humanity had not happened. All right, verse 9. If you say, the Lord is my ref refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling... No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. Thank you very much, Jeff. Where's that microphone? Right here. So I need to turn it on, don't I? All right, here's how we're going to end service now, and we're done. How, how do we do? Oh, man, we're, we're doing good. For a, for a charismatic Pentecostal church, we're slamming it. We're, we're slamming it. We're getting out early for one of those charismatic churches. All right, I would like two people to take the microphone and in the spirit of what we're talking about, and in the spirit of the declaration that today is a national day of prayer, hundreds of thousands of churches all over praying, believers praying and seeking God, would you pray? Now, if you go on for 10 minutes, I'm going to stop you. That is, that is not a Holy Spirit prayer. <laughs> okay. Don't go on for 10 minutes, but all right, a, a nice prayer, a couple of sentences, Right? Who would like to take the microphone and offer a prayer? And Lisa has some antiseptic wipes. And Lisa has antiseptic wipes. <laughs> antiseptic? Antibacterial. Antibacterial wipes. <laughs> You're pointing, Jeff. Did somebody raise their hand? Who? Oh, okay. There's some over there. Who would like to pray? Yeah, come here. Are, are you okay? Do we need to wipe this down? All right. Father, I thank you that you have given us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind, and not a spirit of fear. Thank you for removing all our anxieties and our de depressions, our, our trials, when they come upon us, and they will keep coming. But thank you that, that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Thank you for the leaders of this church and their fearless faith in you, not their boasting of themselves. And um, thank you for this gathering today, those here and those listening. And I just thank you so much, Father, that there is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. And you renew us every day. Um, we pray for those who, who may be sick and, and going under great trial, Lord. And help us to open our eyes and our, and our hearts and our arms to help those that, are, that we're able to. Yes, yeah. we love you, Lord, and we thank you for your grace. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, sister. 
and one more person. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, this opportunity to gather uh, in the midst of a chaotic time. And uh, Father, we pray for wisdom to know what is um, truly wise in our behavior and what is fear and mania and pandemonium, um, that we would separate those things and that you would help us to separate those things, to acknowledge that there is a risk and to um, respect other people's boundaries and uh, what other people are hoping for. But Father, also I pray that um, you would give us opportunities during this time to share your love, to share your peace, to help other people out, mm. and uh, that this would be an opportunity for advancing your kingdom, Father, wow. for showing other people that we're not afraid, um, that we have peace and faith in you, and also an opportunity to just um, dump love on people, Father. <laughs> Would you all say that with us? Dump love. Dump love. On it. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but man, I'm going to, that'll preach. That is awesome. We're going to dump love. That's awesome. Jeff, we're going to, Nina's going to comment here and then. Well, I just want to pray one more. Yeah. I just want to pray for world leaders. And Father, we lift up the world leaders and ask you for your guidance to them, Father, your wisdom on how best to deal with what's going on around the world in relationship to this virus yeah. and to quickly eliminate it. We pray for the doctors yeah. and the lab technicians, yes. uh, the scientists, um, the hospitals, the nurses. Father, we pray for wisdom for them. We pray for divine protection, yes. divine protection yes. over those who are ministering yes. to the sick. Lord, and uh, keeping them well and showing them the way. And then we pray for peace in our society, Lord, across the world. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right here in Denver, Colorado, we pray yeah. for peace in our society. Yeah. And that uh, these odd things that people are doing out of fear, that, Father, peace would come upon us. Peace would come upon every person. And, of course, I do spread that to the nation and the world, that peace would come, supernatural peace, that people would turn their hearts to you in this time that people would realize their help comes from the Lord and would turn their eyes to you in a supernatural peace, Father, would envelope our world. <laughs>